Soul Seekers Podcast, a place to listen to thought-provoking ideas shared by inspiring soul-seeking guests. This podcast does not subscribe to any religious belief system. At times, the views and ideas expressed may include some profanity, but don't let that turn you away. You're invited to Soul Seek with us at this divine appointment. Now, let's get to Soul Seeking. Before we get into today's interview, I wanted to share with you what a unique experience this was for me, and hopefully you as the audience. There were many messages that came through to me that perhaps are translated are also universal messages to you. After receiving these messages, and long after the interview passed, I went home and spent the next several weeks working through the messages that were delivered to me. At the end of this episode, I share those messages with you. So hang on for an add-on at the end of the interview. Thank you, and I'm so grateful that you listen and share this podcast. Now, let's get to Soul Seeking. Today, our guests are Wendy Brookman and Jennifer O'Connell. Wendy and Jennifer are longtime friends and soul seekers. Wendy and I came together as friends back around 2009, 2010-ish, bonding as new moms, both having to navigate motherhood with children that had some health issues. At the time, Wendy started a healing center called The Haven and invited me to spread my wings with launching some workshops I facilitated at the time. As time went on, we lost touch until recently when Wendy reached out to me to reconnect. Upon this reconnection, Wendy introduced me to her friend, Jennifer. Together, Wendy and Jennifer co-created Spirit Talks. Spirit Talks was born from the pandemic period. With a desire to connect, Wendy and Jennifer began weekly online chats in March of 2020. During these calls, they would talk about what was currently happening in their lives and pressing on their minds. A third friend often joined them, and she brought in prayer. Honing in on a practice that Wendy had been refining for several years, they began to ask if there were ancestors in the unseen that could provide them guidance for their concerns. They would practice listening and transcribing messages. As time went on, they discovered that, in addition to ancestors, there were many types of energies and benevolent beings that wanted to communicate. They began to cultivate a relationship with the other side, learning the nuances as they went. As they continue their individual relationships with the unseen, they are eager to bring others into the fold, providing messages with guiding them how to listen. Both Jennifer and Wendy are moms living near Phoenix, Arizona. Jennifer is a passionate servant leader for the local Down Syndrome community, in addition to serving as a death midwife and home funeral guide, teaching holistic courses on befriending death through her consultancy, Crossing Threshold. Wendy is an avid nature enthusiast. She loves to write and provides energy healing sessions for a variety of needs. So welcome to the podcast today. I'm super excited to have you guys engage in a spirit talk for this podcast. Thank you. 
Is there anything you'd like to add or correct or change about the introduction I gave? I don't think so. I think it was fun to listen to someone <laughs> uh, reading it. So thank you, Jen. Yeah. Well, as I said, I did plagiarize. I got that from your website. Mm -hmm. So it was so beautifully written. Thank you for giving me the words to introduce you appropriately and honorably. Thank you. Yeah, so we all have uh, the 2009-2010 time. That's really when Wendy and I connected as well. Um, so we all have children about that same age. So I think that's beautiful, it's, too, in yeah. your introduction. Interesting, yeah. too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> because we, we were also, I had forgotten that, that uh, our children's, that our the health aspect was an aspect for you and I too, because mm -hmm. as we had shared previously, that is also was the was the a pivotal piece for Jennifer and I in connecting. Mm -hmm. Those new souls being the impetus for some soul seeking. I mm -hmm. think or at least that's Absolutely. how how it unfolded for me. Mm -hmm. Before we get started with the spirit talk, how did you two meet? Do you want me to start? Start away. <laughs> Go <right>. for it. <laughs> um, well, you had mentioned that Wendy had a healing center called The Haven, and across the street from The Haven, I had an organic um, plant-based restaurant, tea room, and healing spa, and boutique, and that's really how we had met. Um, we were- I lived at her restaurant, is what she's trying to say. <laughs> I lived at her restaurant, which so, I did. So with wonderful. this restaurant we had met, she would come in. Um, I think we even catered an opening event um, at, at the Haven. And then it was really post, right? So 2008 was the you know economic impact here in the United States. Um, our, both of our businesses ended up closing in 2009. And we were both pregnant mm -hmm. with our um, boys. And we had connected, um, believe it or not, it was in a Costco. Both the boys were really young and we ran into each other right around the corner from here in uh, the Arcadia area. And we saw each other and we realized the, um, I don't know, all the challenges that we were going through at the time, both having uh, children with high um, medical needs. And so we really just bonded as moms mm -hmm. and friends and was kind of the start of of that, right? Yeah, I don't even, you that? know, it's always so funny when I think back, I can't even really remember like, you know how friendships are so when they're so organic like that? Like I can't like I don't even know how friendships start like that. You know, we ran into right. each other, but like, how did we start calling each other and talking all the time? Right. I don't know, but we did. <laughs> but we and, did. You know, and, but I do think the bond of the boys the and boys what was going was, on yes, was really... That was the anchor. Right, was the yeah, anchor. That was the anchor. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I you know, the way the actual friendship, I mean, I think, you know, as we... As we began to connect, I think we just you start to realize, like with any friendship, when there's so many things that... Um, that crossover and yeah, I mean, it'll make me cry. So I can't go into it very much because Jennifer is, is, you know, she's my soul sister. She's my prayer partner. Yeah. So, and through our discovery of doing all these talks, you know, we've discovered that we've been together many lives, mm -hmm. um, in different, uh, sorts of, you know, relationships and so we can, we definitely feel that. Which has actually really helped us to understand that. And that was one of the first things that Spirit really showed us was, was those, when we, and when we were not first thing in our friendship, but first thing in this work that we're doing now, it was like we had to actually understand some of those other relationships. And we reference it on a fairly regular basis mm -hmm. to understanding our dynamic now 
mm-hmm. on how we interact. Mm-hmm. I love that. Really beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in honoring the truest nature of spirit talks without giving anybody a preconceived expectation around it. Let's start there. Let's have a spirit talk. Okay. All right. We're ready to go in. Yeah. Let's do that then. Sure. And then we can explain it after. All right. Sounds good. We can do that. And so what we ask our clients um, at the start is to kind of look at what is laying, you know, what's kind of laying heavy on your heart. It's kind of laying heavy in your mind, in your world right now. If you were seeking, um, you know, we have this access of support, right, to the spirit world. And so we're going to tap in and, and, and have them come forth. And so with that, um, we'll use you as the client, Jen. Okay. And um, are there, is there something that you would like to share, you know, that kind of is... is weighing on your heart or mind right now that you would like to bring up. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of start with that and then we'll go into an invocation and call everyone in and then we'll walk you through the steps from there. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Okay. So my intention, and I wouldn't necessarily say this weighs heavy on my heart. However, it's not a concern. It doesn't have a negative energy, but in doing and creating soul seekers podcast, how do I continue to grow, expand it, honor it, recognize if it has its own soul, be able to distinguish the guides that are guiding soul seekers, and if that's separate and apart from my personal guides, as well as having guidance from the guides to receive what they would have me know and do and continue to seek on behalf of the audience. Great. Is there anybody that was living that you feel in addition to the guides um, that you would like to call on or that comes to mind? Um, You don't have to. When you mentioned the guides, I'm just throwing that out there. Mm -hmm. Um, We find that there's usually a, uh, kind of a spokesperson um, for the, sometimes for the guide group and also for those souls that have crossed. Sure. So, um, and they don't always come through, but sometimes they do. And so I just, I just ask, we I usually ask our clients that. Mm-hmm. Well, two, one, well, two, one is Eva Rose. The other wasn't, alive and with me in this lifetime, but I believe was alive and with me in a previous lifetime. So is that something that I can acknowledge? Um, It actually was a wolf. And I believe the wolf's name is Asa. Great. All right. And how do you pronounce your last name? Zukon. Zukon. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Um, Anything else you want to ask or add and... No, I just, I understood that I just understood from what you said that, um, that you're, you're wanting to, your intention for this is learning how to continue to grow and expand, um, soul seekers podcast, how to honor it and recognize if there's a distinct soul for the podcast, um, if there's specific guides and, um, and how to best support the audience. Is Mm -hmm. that pretty much capture? Yes. Okay. 
Okay. No, I think we can go ahead and go into the invocation. Okay, great. So um, I, we usually don't do this in person. This is usually done um, with camera off, and we usually have our pad and uh, pen of pa- pen and paper in front of us. And so we're not seeing each other. So this is unique to that. We're all sitting at this table in front of each other. And we do an invocation. um, And we'll go ahead and start now. So again, we'll just take really some really nice breaths. And we're going to take them through the nose, just breathing. And when we exhale, we're just going to leave everything that we were talking about before anything that's going on with our family, our work life, the traffic, whatever it might be, we're just going to leave that outside of the circle. And also with the breath, we're going to imagine a tube of light going down through the center of our body all the way to the earth. And that tube, Mother Earth can take anything that no longer serves us and we can just flush it down that tube. She loves to take all the compost. All right, we're going to turn on and really illuminate our auras. And the first step is going to be imagining beautiful bright lights around our head, around our third eye, all around our head space. Using your breath, energize, activate those lights. All right, the next space is our heart space. Again, using our breath, activate. Energize the lights all around your heart sphere. And a third is around our lower abdomen area. Using our breath, imagination, energize and activate the prana sphere. All right, with our auras shining bright, we're going to really make sure we're grounded. You can feel that seat, the ground beneath you. And take a silver, imaginary silver cord and tie it to your heart and have that silver cord go all the way down through the center of the earth and find a boulder with your name on it. And the three of us meet there, the three of our boulders. Let's say Jennifer, Jen, and Wendy. And we're going to tether that silver cord to the boulder. And then breathing back up to our heart space. Now we're going to tie a golden thread to our heart. And the golden thread is going to go up through our throat, our third eye, out the top of our head, and we're going to find the star. We each have a star with our name on it. So find your star. All right. We call on... Archangel Michael to be with us, to protect us on our journey, to guide us with courage, truth, and strength. And we call on our ancestors, our good, true, and beautiful ancestors, all the way back to the first man and first woman. We call on our spirit guides, our higher selves. We create a sacred circle between Wendy Brookman, Jennifer O'Connell, and Jen Zucone. We specifically call on Jen's guides that are helping her with this podcast and guidance. And if Eva Rose 
and the Asa Wolf would also like to step forward, we call on you. We each step into our golden Merkaba ship. A Merkaba is a sacred figure, two pyramids. We each have one of those. And with the sword and guidance of Mikael, we safely each step into our ships, our vehicles. And we're going to be transported to the fifth dimension. In five, four, three, two, one. The circle is now open. Okay. Do we have a green light? We have a green light. We're (laughs) all in the fifth dimension together. All right. So now what we're going to do is, um, so I kind of, we we liken it to a um, kind of a radio kind of tuning frequency. And um, so I'm going to tune in and hear who's actually showing up. And I already sort of know because they were screaming really loud when you were talking. <laughs> but um, so when you, Jen was talking yeah, earlier, when Jen yeah. was talking, when she was saying, um, actually, when you first were talking about your intention, and you're like, do I have any um, any guides specifically with soul seekers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> your soul seeker podcast guide was like, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, you specifically have a soul seeker um, podcast guide, like a guide that is, and and you have a group of guides. We all do. Um, we have guides that have been with us since birth. We have guides that came in later, and um, we have guides that have left because we no longer need their their services, and, and you have guides that are probably still coming in the future. Um, and those guides might be ancestors and they might be, um, they might not have ever incarnated. It could be, it's all different types of energetic beings that can be a part of that group. But this is specifically your soul seeker podcast guide. And, um, I went through first and just asked the obvious ones that you had mentioned. I heard that Eva Rose is here, but she's not actually going to be speaking that she's not coming to the forefront. Um, but your Asa Wolf immediately said, yes, I want to speak. Mm. Um, so the wolf energy of Asa will be coming through. Now I'm just going to check and see if there's, I didn't immediately hear anyone else. And um, so, but I, what I usually do is I go through and I ask, are there any ancestors? And I'm hearing no, that there's no ancestors. And, and what happens we find is specific to your intention and that you put in, that you put out, and who you called in, and what is in your highest need. Um, they'll there are um, spokespeople, and so it doesn't mean that you don't have legions here right now because you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just these are the ones that are coming to the forefront, and spirit kind of just has a way of working that out. And so it doesn't, it's never really been a problem that, you know, they're not all, we don't, I know I've heard people say before that they can hear 40 voices at one time fighting to hear. And I think just our process, you know, we've already kind of worked that out. And, um, and so they just come to the forefront and when it's time for someone else to come through, like if we were to do another podcast on an, or not a podcast, another, uh, spirit talk on another day, um, you would most likely have other beings coming through mm-hmm. on that day. So are there any angels that want to come through? No. Um, 
there any other guides? No. Are there any other beings, any other light beings, benevolent light beings that want to come through for John's highest good today? No. Okay. So we are hearing any higher selves. Yes. Thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> this is why we work together. <laughs> because we hear different things. Yeah. And and that's the beauty is like sometimes I'll get stuck on something and I'm like, oh, I know it's something, but I can't quite grasp it. And then I'll be like, Jennifer, and she'll be like, well, I'm hearing this. And then, I'll, and then I can check in. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's it. Or no, that's not quite it, but we're getting closer. So, um, yes. So whose higher self is it? Did you hear that? I was thinking it was Jen's higher self, but it's it not Jen's be, higher self. Um, it's not Jen's higher self, but it is a higher self. Okay. Um, so let's ask, is it a higher self of a, of a loved one? So it's higher self means it's someone living. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your husband. Am I allowed to do that? <laughs> is that a, yes. Does that feel comfortable to you? Yes. Okay. Very much so. Okay. It's your husband. Well, he was part of supporting you and getting this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Around, right? It is so. your husband. Mm-hmm. And your, your husband's Todd, right? That's, mm-hmm. Okay. So it is Todd that is wanting to come through his higher self, which, yeah, that's perfect. Okay. All right. So there are our, is there anyone else that is, no. Okay. You so, guys are really connected close. Her and her husband. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could feel it immediately. Because it felt like you. Mm. I couldn't You couldn't distinguish. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, between the two of you. That makes I sense. Make my eyes tear up. Yeah, so you got the Kleenexes <laughs> for a reason. Uh, you, were, you called that one out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay, so this, now I ask, let me, before we go on, I yeah. always ask the order. Sure. Because they listen to each other. Mm-hmm. And so the order is very important because um, sometimes they have to, they gain information from each other as they're going along. So they'll tell me, and actually it is um, your husband who's coming through first. And then, okay, so the order is actually um, your husband's higher self, the podcast guide, Soul Seeker podcast guide, and then Asa Wolf. So those are the the order that we're going to hear from them. Okay. And so then at this point, um, typically what we would do in a, in a session is we would mute. (laughs) (laughs) And because what, um, Jennifer and and I are going to do is, um, and we invite you to do this as well. Um, since you have your pad and, um, paper and your pen, we welcome you. I mean, everyone, you know, think of how you learn, right? Or do you learn by doing or by seeing or by feeling or by listening? And so we invite everyone to put a pad of paper and pen in front of them. You could get a song. You could doodle and get an image, uh, a saying. I mean, just something might come up. Or so, you might hear a message, a direct message, and, okay. and then write that down. But whatever comes through, just make a note of it. Okay. Don't discount it. Just make a note of it. And um, maybe it makes sense now. Maybe it makes sense later. Mm-hmm. Maybe it never makes sense. It's okay. Either okay. way. Because that's how you grow the muscle uh-huh. is you just trust. You trust in, in what? In the message. You just trust. And um, so we will be doing that at the same time. Okay. And so we're all going to um, just listen now and write down our message. And then um, since we're actually here in person... I will just, you know, we'll keep an eye and when we're all look complete, then we'll take turns in reading the messages. I usually read my message first 
then Jennifer will read her message and then you will be asked to share anything that you want to share. Okay. And then at that point, um, we can reflect on it for a few moments before Mm -hmm. we move on to the next message. Mm -hmm. Sound good? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm getting a bit of a dialogue. What do you mean by that? Where his higher self is asking me questions? Is asking you questions. Okay. So when we get to that point, then we can dialogue a little more. Okay. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm at the stopping point because he's asking questions. Okay. So <laughs> when Wendy finishes, Wendy will go first um, and share her message, and then we'll just kind of go one by one. And okay. We can dialogue a little bit. Yeah. Is that common? Uh, I don't know if common, but definitely happens. Happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's fun yeah it's fun all right it's a very supportive message (laughs) um (laughs) um, so the the energy of the person um always comes through first and that's i usually get that in the first few moments like it comes through the strongest um i get a feel and um i've never met Todd, I, I know of him. And I, and so this doesn't surprise me just based on what I know of him, but mm-hmm. he came through very exuberant, very, mm-hmm. um, like very energetic, very enthusiastic. And, um, his opening words to you were, hi, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, hi, babe. I'm so happy that you're doing this today. So I can come through in this way. How fun. I'm thrilled that you're doing this podcast. I always want you to fulfill your heart's desire. I didn't always get how important that was for you, but I do now. I know that it is difficult for you to be here in Arizona. I appreciate the sacrifices you're making in order to be here for our kids. You are such an amazing mom and wife. I could not have asked for better. If you ever doubt it, just think about everything we have been through and know that there is no one else that could do this journey with me. We were uniquely designed for each other, and I know it. My love for you is endless. So I saw an image of the two of you uh, side by side dancing, and I but I was like, what kind of dancing? It was kind of like a country line dancing image. Is the image I got kind of really in sync with each other? Um, So um, so he said uh, to me, he said, and I also kind of got very similar energy. um, Hello, sweet darling, love of mine. You are my earth angel. I'm very proud of you. Don't doubt yourself ever. Give that shit away. It's not who you are. I'm here to support and encourage you to take this to the next level. Yep, you got this. What is in your heart? What are you holding back? Show it all off. I see you gorgeous, amazing woman. Let your hair all the way down. You earth goddess, what what do you need from me? I'm ready to hear your needs. So he's really wanted a dialogue of his higher self of, and think of it, we'll take reference back of really in this podcast, right? Right. Um, when you think of what do you need from Todd and his higher self, we have him right here on the line. What do we want to, what, what would you like to say? to him in terms of what can your ask heart, for anything, anything. your heart, mm-hmm. you know, that's what he's asking, right? You know, yeah. what, what's, what's in your heart? You know, what, mm-hmm. what do you need from me? I'm ready to, and he says he's ready to hear it, which maybe means that he wasn't always ready to hear it. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> that's yeah. what it sounds like to me. Um, what do I need? 
when the opportunities come up for me to travel and go meet people and interview them, that when I clear the time frame and the schedule with him and he says yes, that he holds that and that if there is a scheduling conflict, that maybe he sacrifices for me instead of me having to scramble to figure out logistics of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't expect or ask him to listen to all the podcasts, but maybe a few here and there because I want to know what he thinks. Mm-hmm. It's important for you. Yeah. I just want his feedback. Your partner, your line dance partner. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's funny. I We've talked about country line dancing, but it's never happened. But mm, I saw it very clear. Yeah. You guys were both, and you had like this, I don't know anything about country line dancing, but you had like your arms where they were like crisscross, but you were standing side by side. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the image I got. Well, do we want to dialogue a little bit? Do you, are you hearing yeah, something? Yeah, I just, I heard him just very, like he was really just listening, and he just mm-hmm. said, I hear you. And then, and then when you, when you ask, um, for his support in, in listening to more podcasts and something and and specifically in that he, I heard him just say, I can do that. Mm -hmm. So he's acknowledging and he's hearing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then one thing I would say, this is Jennifer, not, um, speaking from the message, um, is I would invite you to, when you, the next time that you're doing the schedule and you get the call and you want to take that. One thing would maybe be to just for you to check in with his higher self mm. before, before. <laughs> before, <laughs> you his, before you go Human to his self, earthly yes. ego mm-hmm. every day, this could be a big inconvenient self mm-hmm. um, because he's here now, his higher self is here and his higher self would be present and so you could kind of nudge that. And so that whisper into his ear, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that higher self could really go, oh, yeah, this is where I'm at with this, you know, and he could check in. So okay. we have found that to be very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is, is this space that we've created here, um, you can always kind of go back. This is your your sacred chamber with Mikael standing at the door. This is your chamber for you, Jen. So if you can... You don't have to come back here, but you can always use this space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually marked specifically with your <laughs> it has name. your name on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's a sacred chamber in the fifth dimension mm-hmm. that you can just kind of easily get to if you need to do a quick access. Okay, I'm okay. going to get back to that space. I know where it's at. I found it before. You could call on Mikhail to take you there. You can literally just take pen to paper and just say, hey, Todd's higher self, this is what's going, you know, or whoever, it doesn't have to just be mm-hmm. limited to Todd. It can be anyone's higher self. Mm-hmm. Even your, you could do this with your children. Mm-hmm. If there's a conversation that maybe is hard to have, I'll do this sometimes before I talk to my children. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll talk to their higher selves first. Or if there's something I'm struggling with, I'll talk mm-hmm. to their higher mm-hmm. selves. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it just kind of paves the way. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you get a message? I did. Um, He said that he was proud of me for taking the big risks, but my risks are different than the ones that he takes. Um, But he's glad, the sense I got, he's glad that I'm doing it because I'll take the risks that he initiates and supports 
and I'll support that, but that has been to prepare me to start to take my own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's what he's proud of. The fact that I'm doing my own, seeing what they are and taking them and the recognition that my risks are different than his, but there's Mm -hmm. still risks to Mm me. Mm -hmm. I don't need to break world records Mm -hmm. going fast Mm -hmm. (laughs) in cars the way that he does. Um, My risks are more vulnerability, I guess. Um. And then he also said that he's proud of me for learning how to have fun, that Mm. he initiates all sorts of play and fun and adventures. And there too, it's been a risk for me to explore and figure out what play is for me. Mm -hmm. So he knows that that's a risk to play is a risk. Um, And to um, keep doing my own version of fun. And then he told me, (laughs) um, and this is him. You have balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, he swore here on. on yeah, yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's us. That's yeah. us. He said, "Give that shit away when, yeah. when you're doubting yourself." But I also think that the whole fun and play is very interesting because he really did talk about really exposing yourself all. Like he was like, "Show it all off." Like you know. I see you and let, let your hair down all the way. So as you're talking Mm -hmm. more about this, Mm -hmm. really being vulnerable and, and really enjoying life. Yeah. You know, that truly think of, you know, that, uh, that image of really letting your hair down all the way. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I think also he, uh, what else did he put? Oh, he was just encourage you to actually take it to the next level. And I don't know what the next level means. But that to sounds you, fun but, to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's some other, you know, notch yeah. that's kind of like pushing you a little bit further. Sure. Uh, in your own way. I think so. it's really cool that, and I, and I, I, this is not unusual for my own life either, but, um, I think sometimes as soul seekers, we can be such serious beings and, um, and I think it's fun when we marry, um, people that obviously are, you know, I mean, to do everything that he does, you gotta be, you gotta have a lot of play, you know, there's a lot of play involved in everything, even though it's serious and it's Mm -hmm. risk taking and all that, it's also playing. Mm -hmm. And, um, so clearly you did that on purpose (laughs) so that you could draw that side out more and more Mm -hmm. you can balance each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other thing he said to me is I needed the message you gave me this morning. He asked me very specifically about something that was work related. I think he was expecting a certain response and I gave him something that I didn't know how he was going to take it or, Mm. or what he would do with it. Um, but, I experienced him being very open when I gave him my response and then maybe a half hour, 45 minutes went by and he circled back with me again and he's like, how's this? And I'm like, yes. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. So nice. That is nice. Right. Okay. Do we feel complete there? We're going to move on to, um, your, it's our soul secret podcast guide friend guide coming friend. through. <laughs> yes. All right. And this is something that, um, I, I think it's always fun. Um, we have a spirit talk guide, by the way. Do so, you? Uh-huh. Oh, I love that. And, um, but I think it's fun that um, there are these guides that play particular roles. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's always kind of fun when they when they come through in their particular roles, and it's fun to hear what they call themselves. Yeah. But this one is Soul Seeker. All right, I'm going to be quiet now and write. Okay. So, Jennifer, earlier you said that um, the guidance wants to dialogue with me. Mm-hmm. I get, I, uh, this go around, I got, I received questions. Oh, good. So is it okay from the direction of myself to ask questions? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a perfect. So I'll go ahead and still start okay. and we'll go around. Sure. But yes, that's perfect. Okay. Um, that's great that they did that. Um, so your Soul Seeker podcast guide said, Jen, you are listening beautifully. You can open to more opportunities by being willing to go outside of the box, the parameters that you have set for Soul Seekers. You started with a set of ideas that has served you well to get to to get to where you are at, but you've now evolved and gained enough experience to allow for more to come through. Specifically, there are new types of people that you will invite, taking you into a more niche space within soul seeking. This is something that has been evolving for a, for a while, but the time is right now. You may need to take a short break to organize behind the scenes in a way that will make things more efficient. This isn't a shutting down of an old way, but a true natural evolution. It will require more vulnerability on your point on your part, but that's what all this prep has been about. You had to start somewhere. You will be shown your next steps over the course of the next year unfolding in a natural way. And they kept using words like natural, organic, like it's, this isn't like something you have to, I, I was getting the feeling this isn't an effort. <clears throat> this isn't an efforting. It, it will it will organically show itself. It's just you creating that opening and knowing for it. It's mm-hmm. great. Um, all right, Soul Seeker Podcast Guide. Yes, I am here, and I came in from that initial nudge that you felt. So, like from this time, you kind of started imagining this idea. This Soul Seeker Podcast Guide showed up. And I do get a male energy. That's just... I do too. Um, I get a male energy too. <laughs> so, um, we are soul finders. Yes, <laughs> we seek, but you know your soul. And I am here to guide you not to not only get this project, to not only get the project started, which you did, but also to take it to the next level, as Todd says. Kind of similar. What's What's that mean, next level, I asked. Well, one, exposing Jen more full, fully heart open. So you exposing yourself more vulnerability was kind of the first step, this next level. Two, having some really amazing interviewees. That will change your life and the lives of others. Real healing here is happening. So with these new people that you're going to be interviewing, I mean, really profound for you as well as the others that that listen to the podcast. Three, gain more technical and back-end support to make it all go super smooth. We have other guides that we can call on, like tech guides for one, and the finder guides to help secure and run into, in quotes, amazing people to interview. Remember, it's not about how many people listen. If you change one life, your life, and even one other, isn't it worth it? 
by the way, it's more than just two lives. There's a sense of humor this guy has. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He says, call on me. Mm. So again, someone else you should be chatting with, right? Mm -hmm. Know that I am here and we're all here. So these other kind of other supporting guides are here. You have a bigger team than you think. Mm-hmm. It's the soul seeker team. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I received mm-hmm. was there's no going back now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trust that when you release each episode, the frequency goes to exactly who needs it. Yes. Yeah. Go for the goo. <laughs> the goo is good. <laughs> yeah. As in the goo goo dolls too, because that's, um, I've and spoken about starts that. with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The goo starts with you, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Your heart opening yeah. that goo flows, they can feel. And then I want to mm-hmm. goo on you if you goo on me. <laughs> <laughs> I like the goo. Um, uh, so I, I have a few questions. Okay. Um, how do I further open and expand my heart to connect, to receive what's being offered to me? Yeah. So they immediately tell me you listen. Yeah. You listen, you listen to us, you commune with us, you, you come in, you sit down, you take pen to paper, you go into meditation, you listen. Mm-hmm. That was the, and like, that came through immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's where it is. That's mm-hmm. where. That's- yeah. Imagine you're actually having a podcast team meeting. Okay. With these um, guides, you got your tech guide over here, and you have your finder of your, um, you know, discovery. Okay, we're going to run into these, you know, whoever it is, and then this kind of, and then anybody else. I mean, if there's other things that were missed, other kind of guides that you're inviting in, maybe it's just a one time. But you have this team, this whole support team, and you could literally, like what Wendy's saying, put pen to paper and go, okay, this is what we're we're about. And they're telling me like, so, you know, we'll talk, we can talk after we're done with the spirit talk about how the process of kind of what we're actually doing to be able to, to do this. Mm-hmm. But they're telling me like, Jen already knows how to do this. Mm-hmm. She knows how to do this. Mm-hmm. And so like, you've already got that skill set down, mm-hmm. which it's just a, you know, it's just a skill set that we practice and we learn. So now you got to use it. You've got to really use it. Mm-hmm. And those techniques like we were using too, in the beginning mm-hmm. of, um, you know, grounding yourself, right? Attaching yourself to that boulder. Calling him But in. then using that inner, the, what I call, um, mm. and I didn't do this in the, in the invocation, but at that point where the silver and golden thread meet at our heart, there's a inner temple of our heart behind that. Mm. And that's the space where we really went into. Mm. And that's the space that's filled with the goo, mm. right? And mm. so you kind of have to, it's almost like when I go there, it actually feels like you're going down a a slide, like one of those slides at the water park, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to get yourself. That's how I imagine. When I go into that space, I literally am kind of, it feels very fluid um, and, and, you know, but practicing any way you can in terms of that heart opening but uh, having space. your own practice, I, I mean, like, I don't just mean in the listening, but like in what Jennifer's saying and, and having your own way of, of having your own invocation and, and please, sh- you know, take whatever, like from, you know, from what we do or whatever, take, you know, but ha- really having that practice, 
it, um, it just helps you drop in a lot faster. Yeah. You know, I noticed that when Jennifer and I got really solid in our invocation of going and how to get to the, the fifth dimension and such, it really helped a tremendous amount to drop in and drop in solid you know, where you really know. And then like when she said, do we have the green light? You know, I'm literally checking to see like, are we all there? Oh yeah, we're all here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What other questions? I find it interesting because my initial thought in the creation of Soul, Soul Seekers podcast was to be one of introducing different ways, practices of connecting to God, the universe, source, divine, and, and offering that to people. And it's been interesting that, and this is part of how I know that it has a soul separate from my own. It's almost like it distinguished itself by the people that I've interviewed this far. They had these remarkable stories, mm. remarkable stories that um, I was a little bit in my ego around yes, these stories are remarkable and they're beautiful. And I understand how it opened them up on their soul seeking journey and to be able to connect to um, their gifts or talents, their purpose, receive healing. But I almost felt like I was like, why is this turning into like inspirational stories mm-hmm. and not to negate that because it's powerful and I love mm-hmm. it and I've enjoyed that. But I was like, is that what this is becoming? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're doing? Because that's not originally what I had in mind and not that it has to be what I had in mind. I'm all about the co-creation of it. I'm completely open, almost not necessarily a slide like you describe, but kind of envision like I'm just on this roller coaster and, um, you know, it's thrilling. Mm -hmm. It's thrilling and it's Mm -hmm. fun. Uh, I just wear a (laughs) seatbelt. And, um, so I guess I have curiosity about, how to stay in alignment with the soul of this podcast, unique, separate, distinct from me, but co-creating with it. So they're, they're, I mean, they're telling me that you stay in alignment by understanding your heart's desire, like really staying connected to your heart's desire and which is specific and unique to you. I mean, only you know what's what's in that inner heart chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what first came through. And that um, was one of Todd's questions, his higher self. That's actually what, was what the first he question. Say? He said, what is your heart's desire? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that, so, so, yeah. So that's, that's pretty so really key. Answer, like really getting clear. Yeah. Clear. And again, that goes back into probably talking, listening with them, having a dialogue with them, with your, with your guides, with, and, you know, not just your guides, you can call in your great, true, beautiful ancestors, um, any angels that are here to support you, any benevolent light beings. I mean, we have found that you can talk to anything that, you know, that wants to come through, that it's, you know, spirit represents in all sorts of ways, you know, that are beyond what most of us think is possible Mm -hmm. um you could talk to your heart yes Mm -hmm. you can talk directly that would be a beautiful jennifer i love that you could just talk directly to your heart Mm -hmm. yeah that's great i love that i wish we all that's a that's a really good one i really like that because i don't think we've ever i don't think i've ever like directly dialogue we've talked to other organs (laughs) yeah we've talked to we've talked to organs in our bodies and everything but i don't think i've talked to my heart from a spiritual right 
perspective. Yeah, not like, from an organ that, Like my heart's a, desire. Yeah. Like that's a beautiful one. Like talk to your heart's desire, mm-hmm. like directly to it. Mm-hmm. Is there a name to refer to this male energy? And can I also say, yes, please. Um, yes, I agree to invite the helpers that are being offered. Yeah. Yeah, saying yes to them is always a good thing because mm-hmm. that's 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 you kind of invoking, mm-hmm. you know, their presence. Um, so that's always a beautiful thing. I heard um, Max. You heard Max. That's uh, okay. That's then I would I was okay. Max. Yeah. I have no Jennifer idea. Jennifer often gets the names. <laughs> like you know, it's very funny. Like I feel like I have like the um, the 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 general tuner. You know, that like that will get you. You know, I'll get you on the right. Um, you know, I know if it's AM or FM and I'll get you pretty close, but there's, there's so many funny moments where, you know, you you know, on the radio, if you're just one off, you might get a little fuzz you yeah. know, and everything. And, and Jennifer will just go like, dink. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's when it, then, then I wrote Mac, but it was like a Max or Mac or Ma, you know, that's what, anyways, that's the okay. sound that I heard, but you can, I don't know if that resonates with anyone, but you can, mm-hmm. you can listen you to can it listen and see. a little more. Um, and we don't, in 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 it's names are always a funny thing because they have a lot of meaning to us in this earthly plane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't, and so, sometimes it's important, and they'll mm-hmm. say like, right. you need to know like very specific information, and then other times they're like, it's not relevant. Mm-hmm. It well, matter, I just saw you. you know. the The short name might be relevant in that instead of you. Going soul, soul seeker, seeker podcast, podcast guide. guide. <laughs> like, Max is like quick, right? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm calling on you here. Hey, yeah. Max, I need you. And I definitely did feel like a male energy, uh-huh. which is, again, a funny thing because I don't know that any of that really applies, but yet I I always feel an, a sort of an energy, and I think Jennifer does too. Like, right. you know, you feel, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were there any other questions? Max? What does the audience seek that I can connect them to through the podcast? What are, say that question again. What is the audience seeking that I can connect oh. them to through uh-huh. the podcast? So, and, and, I mean, <laughs> you're not going to love this word probably, but vulnerability <laughs> is like came screaming through. Okay. Like vulnerability, your vulnerability, the, the interviewer, interviewee's vulnerability, vulnerability. And I do think it starts with you. Yes, I do too. The goo mm-hmm. starts with you. Yes, it's gonna. They're they're asking for you to show more of you, and in areas that you maybe have been a little bit protected, and and I and I don't know exactly what that means. Like you have to figure that out because I I know that when we're sharing of our lives, there's you know there are other people involved, and sometimes we have to you know we have to honor that and everything. But they they're like. Oh yeah, they're kind of like they're like she knows. She knows. That's what they're telling me. They're like she knows. There's these little areas that she could. It's about it's about you mm-hmm. and it, and you just really stepping in. I just had a thought um I know you you're going into other people's spaces often to do these. And so we started this um you know, we have three candles lit in this room. We have certain sprays that we use. I mean, we have a a protocol that we use um and so is there something in terms of like a ceremony or ritual or really creating the circle, creating the space where everyone feels very held? Mm-hmm. Um, that's you, mm-hmm. right? We, we did our thing. 
but it doesn't have to be your thing. Sure. But what yeah. is that? You know, when For you. you kind of go in and then when you have your big black rolly box while you're getting out your microphones and your your soundboard and all of that, is there something earthly or, you know, a spray, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. that would be stone, I don't know, um, where it just creates a little bit of that ceremony. Uh-huh. And, and because sometimes that helps just open up the heart. That's just a suggestion. Yes. Um, yes, I love it, though. Of kind of creating that mm-hmm. habit life mm-hmm. in the, for the ritual of the... And it sets the scene for everyone. Everybody's like, okay, you know, this is... It, it also <laughs> brings more of you right up front. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's... Even though I understand that soul seekers, you know, you're there to interview, you are actually very... I mean, that's actually what they're wanting me to kind of almost like show you right now is you're actually at the core of it. And you need to not be afraid to put yourself at the core of it. Mm-hmm. It's not all about the other person. It's there is something you're holding it, and so um, to Jennifer's point, I think it's I think it's you need to honor that that aspect of you that is at the core. The we have um, spirit talk um, guides that came through. We had a spirit talk last week about preparing us for this podcast, and I can't remember. I go back in my notes. But there was something similar in that it said, uh, our guides had said, like, don't actually focus on the audience at all. Yes. It was focus on the whoever's in the room, whoever's in the space, the circle that you've created, have it be sacred, hold the space, and that will in turn serve, serve the audience. Mm-hmm. But you're not focused on the audience in the, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I was just taking that from our guides that are here as well mm-hmm. while we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we find too is, is that as universal translators, these messages can be translated to so many. I mean, what's applicable sometimes to us is applicable to you and vice versa. So Sure. Mm-hmm. I do find that when I am doing the podcast and doing the interviews, I don't experience them as an interview. I experience them as a conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And of the people that reach back out to me that have listened, the biggest, highest compliment I get from them is when they say, I feel like I was in the room with you. Nice. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, then, so you're already doing that. Mm-hmm. Attempting to. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. not even trying. It just, mm-hmm. again, natural, organic. Right. It unfolds yeah. upon itself in that way. It's probably what feels good to you. But, yeah. And then, so sometimes it's just a matter of um, a conscious awareness that you are doing it, mm-hmm. right? Really thinking, oh, I am doing that. I'm creating this conversation in this space and holding the other. And so, yeah. Um, I don't know. Does Max have anything else to say? Do we feel complete with Max? Because I know this um, wolf is wanting to come and, through. And, it has, and <laughs> the wolf also, I felt the wolf when you asked that yeah. first question. I did about, too. Some um, of your questions. Uh-huh. About okay. The, yeah. About the heart. It's like, I'm here. About going into <laughs> your heart or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's Asa? Asa. 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 All right. So, so, um, we all ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Asa's energy, like I, I thought it was interesting because Asa calls, uh, refers to himself as a we. Okay. Um, but I got this sense of like, like almost this, um, 
this is, and again, for those that are listening to your, um, to your podcast, this is Wendy talking about what I felt, not, not what I wrote down. Um, but I got this sense that, um, like it was like this really strong, powerful, like companion. Like I almost, I saw like almost like a dog, like, but big and, and like really like, like a guard, um, you know, like almost like a guard dog. And, but, but like so loyal, like right, like, you know, when dogs like heal and they're just right there, like right up on your hip, like right up on your hip, like so, so loyal and has been with you for a while. Mm-hmm. Like this is not, not new. Um, so very powerful, very strong, very, um, hmm, like just so centered, so, so centered. And so that is the energy. Um, Ahojan, we are here. We are here to settle you to ground you, to show you to your center. This is your space, your knowing, your truth, unique to your process. You are transforming rapidly, and the external is fighting to keep up with the internal. You may need to step into a new space to realize all that is coming to you. Your heart is yearning for more, a bigger opening for what's wanting to manifest, you may need to steady yourself by preparing your space to hold more. There was a lot of talk about space, which came to me a little more as, as I was writing. I understood it a little more. The energy is growing, and it's important that you're able to contain it. You will need more help in holding it. You cannot do it alone. So you will need to call in more help of the unseen. And so I think that's a lot of the reason why we're having this yeah. talk today is like they're really wanting you. It says this will allow you to grow tenfold. We can hold it for you. I am here for you, Jen, wanting you to grow and learn. That was the first I. That was interesting. I just noticed that. Grow and learn about yourself and the world at large. We have much to do together. So I I just kept seeing like um what I, what was coming to me is this idea that, um, if you're trying to hold it, like you're trying to create this space and hold this space, mm-hmm. you're limited by how much you can hold as a, as a human being. Mm-hmm. But if you open up to the unseen and call in all that are there to help you, which is so, so, so many, then you can hold so much more. And, and that's the way it's really meant to be. We're not really meant to hold it all ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's too much. And, and so that's what, they, that's what I felt like Asa was really showing me is like, this is how you grow. This is how you speak to your heart's desire, how you expand all that is there that you're wanting, that you're yearning is by really having, calling in the unseen, creating these relationships so that you can you can hold so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was what was coming through. Beautiful. Well, also the wolf spirit said, I am ancient. I am wise. I am and can be alone and run with a pack. You. I am here for Jen, her earthly work, her spirit work. I run by her side. We are old kindred spirits. I give you strength. I give you confidence. 
I give you the awareness that love, and only love, surrounds you. You have all you need, nothing more. You can feel me in the wind, in the moon, in the wee hours of the night and morning. You can see me in the reflection of your eyes. And then I was like, didn't you just say this? I'm here, so it must be important. I am here to tell you, you need nothing. You need of nothing. Your desires, your earthly desires, it's okay to have these earthly desires and wishes. So I thought that was a very interesting distinction. You will, I will guide you to this space in your heart and show you the inner chamber of gold that resides there. So I literally saw a chamber that was like red velvet was everywhere red, but then it was just like filled with these gold treasures. Mm-hmm. And it says, and, and uh, Asa the wolf says, it's a magical place to go and see. Are you ready? <laughs> so that's what I got. What did you? Ooh, sorry. (laughs) Put you on the spot. But to to reflect a little more before you go then, I just, this idea of that you, to really know that you need of nothing Mm -hmm. and and to be reminded of that um, is, I think, important here. And you have this wise ancient spirit that's kind of you that runs besides you, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, but then on the flip side, that your desires, these kind of earthly desires, that it's all that it's okay to have that as well. Mm-hmm. Like even though you don't need anything, right? Yeah. It's okay to still have these earthly desires. And then this vision of this red chamber filled with like almost look like overflowing. Pirate, you know, like <laughs> you go into a red room Stash, or like yeah. a sta- like a king's or queen's <laughs> chamber. Yeah. Where it's just filled with gold. Aww. That's kind of what what I saw. Asa initially came to me um, when I started meditating and started to experiment with that and learn what meditation is and play outside the box with that and not have it be complete silence between the thoughts of nothingness. Like Mm -hmm. I think it's for me, it's rare to get there, but I'd have these experiences where I closed my eyes and I'd breathe and I'd have this image being nose to nose with this wolf face. Mm. So the eyelids, when you said that, mm-hmm. um, and then I had an experience when I was training, um, in hypnotherapy, I spontaneously went into a past life regression when we weren't even really doing that type of work or training. And, um, I got this image of myself, um, in the winter time, laying down in the snow, like almost like a circle of um, trees that had heavy dollops of snow on them. Mm-hmm. And I was a young Indian brave, and Asa was laying on my body on top of me, and I was dying. Mm. And he was keeping me warm, um, and I had the last thoughts of, I'm not good enough, because I was this brave mm. Indian brave male mm-hmm. young man that was supposed to guide, lead, protect a tribe. And mm-hmm. I had gotten sick. And mm-hmm. so I had separated myself and he came with me and was <clears throat> laying on top of me, keeping me warm and being my companion. As I- mm-hmm. 
so beautiful. Mm, yes, yeah, so many, many lifetimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. <clears throat> but I think, you know, as my dying thoughts then, and as I know in my work with past life regression, as you transition, you bring forward that mm-hmm. energetic imprint of your consciousness into your soul that then becomes both your gifts as well as your unfinished business when you incarnate mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of how Asa has been working with me is letting go of that belief, not good enough. Mm-hmm. Right. I of have course. everything I need. Yeah. Right? You have everything yeah. you need. Everything. And also said that um, that he, he gives you confidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, confidence and um, and yeah. then knowing where you can always find him. I thought that was beautiful. You can feel me in the wind, in the moon, in the wee hours of the night and morning. You can see me in the reflections of your eyes. Mm-hmm. So just knowing you can, there's so many places, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that was gorgeous. But I could, as you were telling your story, wow, you can really, mm-hmm. I could really envision mm-hmm. this yeah. past life yeah. of yours. Yeah. It's really beautiful, Cher. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And as you probably could, um, you know, it just I'll, I'll just bring attention to this right now because I always find it fascinating. You know, there are so many times that, um, you know, because I go first and that's just the pattern we established and where it'll be kind of like, gosh, I hope this makes sense. You know, <laughs> like, I really hope this makes some kind of sense because I'm just writing here and, you know, whatever is whatever is coming is what I'm writing. And, um, and then Jennifer will share the message that she wrote at exactly the same moment. And we'll have words that cross over. We'll have general themes that cross over. Sometimes we'll say things that are exact. And sometimes they're like beautifully complimentary in like, I'll receive one angle of the message. And like, for whatever reason, I'm supposed to present from this angle and she's supposed to present from a slightly different, like sometimes when we're, um, we're doing our own spirit talk between the two of us and maybe we'll talk to someone like we might talk to like, you know, the higher self of my mom or something. And, and I, I get, I can only hear like one or I'm only like, it's too close. It's too, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, I'll hear like one message but then she'll hear a different a message that I needed to hear, but it couldn't. It needed to come almost from outside, mm-hmm. from not from. You or know. someone will get maybe real practical, like even in um, when we were talking, I think to Max, you know, where it was like one, two, three. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's very practical. <laughs> yeah, like we'll give like, like exact guidance, like or tools, you know? and, and then, then the other one will be. Yeah, maybe very general. Beautiful, nice, supportive. I mean, in general, the messages are always, we always find that the unseen, even when they're being very direct and um, to the point, you know, it's never harsh. It's always, Mm -hmm. it's always loving. Even, even when it is, you know, Mm -hmm. there are times that it's been a little bit like, hey, you need to, you know. But it still always comes. There's no, there's no judgment in the unseen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can feel that. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the idea of, you know, your vision of this podcast was one thing. And I think, I I think it was Max that said, maybe it's time to kind of let that go. Mm-hmm. Like and soften into something else, right? So it was really kind of specific of mm-hmm. of letting something go, but it was it said in such a, a way that you go, oh yeah, maybe I could, you know, think of mm-hmm. this differently, right? Right. Um, the other thing I think that's important to say here is that we find that the spirit world is nurtured 
by heeding their advice, mm-hmm. by heeding their guidance. So if you kind of go back in and they, they say, well, did you do this? Did, mm-hmm. did you go into your mm-hmm. inner heart chamber? Did you do the work? Did you call me in? Did you, you know. It's not the that ca- they won't talk to you again. They will always be there for Always you. be there, unconditionally. But sometimes they'll be like, um, go back to the page three there and read that again. <laughs> you know, so, so it's, and, and so we find that they're actually nourished. It's this reciprocal relationship. And they're, and so by truly following the guidance, which is in our highest good, and we know it's in our highest good because we feel it, because mm-hmm. we feel the love, right? Mm-hmm. If we didn't feel that love, then we wouldn't we'd be like, well, no, that's not the direction, right? But, but, it, but it feeds them. It, it nourishes them. them. Literally. It actually, you know, we talk a lot about our purpose, you know, our sole purpose and things. I believe it's part of their purpose. Sure. You know, in their relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And so it feeds that. Mm-hmm. So we're giving back. Yeah. Yeah. Are you able to tell me more about what it's meant by soul finders? When- soul finders. So oh, that, that was one. Oh, oh yeah. In your message? That was, what did he say? Who, who was oh, it? Who said that? I think that what I understood by that, and we can go was back and ask. Was that or Max? Um, it was Max. And he said, um, I am here and came in from that initial nudge, right? We are soul finders. So really this idea that you've already, you're not just seeking. That's what I understood from this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is me speaking, not Max, but um, that just that, that it's, that we're here to, to find. And we actually have found that you you know, he said, you know, you've, you found your soul. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the people that you're probably interviewing, I'm guessing, you know, are on that. If they're, they're seeking anymore as much as they found, especially with these stories. Um, and yeah, so I just, I don't know that that's what that I understood. Yeah. We are soul, soul finders. finders. <laughs> that actually, it's actually really beautiful when you really yeah. see it through, through way, how you just said it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. We sought and we found. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Is there anything else that we that you would like to speak to this before? Because we will close. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do our official close before we continue on. Unless there's something else you want, we'll close the session. Sure. We'll close. Yeah. The, Just the, the, soul, the, the spirit the talk circle. session. Uh-huh. Do Todd's higher self, um, Max? or ASA have a specific message to the audience? Oh, that's a great question. Yes, let me write it down. <laughs> okay. Um, so you ask if, if, um, if they had a message for the audience, and they said, yes, thanks for asking. Um, we want your audience to know that the unseen is available to all. This is not unique to a few. We, and then they say we're representing the unseen, are available and want to be in relationship. Please call on us. Even if it's in a very casual, not spiritual sort of way, call on us. It, this is why I laughed because they said, it doesn't need to be all fussy the way they do it. <laughs> <laughs> they said, you can just ask. And we will be there. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were very happy you asked that. Yeah. 
They yeah. just had me underline Asa's message of love and only love surrounds you. Mm-hmm. To let the audience know that. Really feel that. Beautiful. Love and only love surrounds you. And then the image I got was seeing all of us in the sacred space in the fifth dimension. It's kind of like a glass room with a you know purple violet flame in the center. And you were um, actually kneeling. You had one knee to the ground and one knee up. And also the wolf was right next to you. And then your husband was standing. Todd was standing on the other side where the wolf was on one side. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I got that a grandmother um, had her hand on your shoulder. Mm. And then um, Max and these other guides, like techie guides and stuff, they were like up in the corner, like busy. Like, I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> but that's the image I got. Okay. They were there. They were there, yeah. kind of like busy doing, but like up, kind of like when you think of like a group of like like millennials on their devices or something, yeah. you know? Like <laughs> um, You sound like the mother of a millennial. Uh, yes. <laughs> I um, but I just thought that was a really beautiful image of your grandmother. It was a, definitely a grandmother, a grandmother type energy with, with her hand on your shoulder. Husband standing by your side, and then Max, uh, I mean, um, not Max, uh, Asa, the uh, wolf spirit on the other side, and then Mikael being at the door, and then and then so many beings in this room. I mean, mm. it's, it's you know, kind of standing room only. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm. that's the image I got while Wendy was writing. Yeah, and I, and I, um, you know, first of all, I just want to point out that this is something that I love that I hear very clearly. And um, Jennifer hears, but she also sees a lot of visions. And often, you know, she'll get like the little short message, but she'll have this beautiful image that goes along with it. And I find those images so helpful yes. um, to really, you know, sometimes they are kind of analogies, but the other times they're they just really help transport me to that space, which I think is is how we really get centered in our heart. Um, so I just I just wanted to bring attention to that, and in bringing attention, I forgot what the other thing I was going to say, which is fine. <laughs> You'll come back. <laughs> Are we good at closing the circle and giving thanks? Oh, well, first I do want to say thank you to um, Todd mm-hmm. and Sire Self. Mm-hmm. And to Max, and to all the helpers that he's bringing forward, and to the we of Asa and the individual of Asa, mm. and to the two of you, as well as the spirit talk guides that have been here, and to the audience to just co create something really mm. beautiful, sacred, and magical. And I hope all are served for their greatest and highest good in and through this today. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. And in saying that, you just reminded me of the last thing that I was going to say, which was that when you have your podcasts and you're calling in all of your your unseen, call in your guests as well. They don't have to even know. And you can just call in their guides and call in their great, true, beautiful ancestors, call in the angels that are there for them. 
And, um, and that just, you know, when, when, and I thought of it when Jennifer was talking about how that room was standing room only, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sure it is because she's meeting with all these people all the time. And she's probably like bringing more and more and more in, <laughs> but, um, but it's just another added layer of support. Thank you. All right. Well, we're going to travel back. Uh, we gave thanks. Yeah. Thank you again. To all your uh, Jen's guides, just gonna thank Grandma for being present as well. For um, Wolf Spirit, for Todd's higher self, for all those that were present today. Thank you, Mikael. We're gonna ask Mikael to guide us back. Each of us are gonna go back into our Merkaba, our pyramid, our double pyramid ship. We're gonna step into our golden Merkaba. And in five, four, three, two, one. We are back. The circle is now closed. The circle is now closed. The circle is now closed. And we're all back. <laughs> yes. You could you feel, feel could you feel us landing? Like I'm like I can feel it in like in my body. Like I'm yeah. like boom. <laughs> little denser yeah exactly it definitely feels feels denser yeah yeah okay. can i heat your tea or anything i know once what happens yeah. for us is we actually tend to want earthly things when we do this when we come back we we like our tea or a little nut you know a little crunchy almond or a cracker or something there's something about that, doing that this kind of work element. it's like we need to be back <laughs> sure yeah so we do that real yeah, quick yeah of course okay. of yeah. course how are you feeling light mm-hmm. grateful really really grateful kind of in that space of being in awe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah huh. and still like processing it's very humbling Mm-hmm. To be, yeah, in um, to share space with the unseen. Yeah, I um, there's not a single time that I am not moved by the messages we receive. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I don't know if you could hear it in the messages when they were being given, but I'm sure when you go back and listen, you'll hear the components of universality mm-hmm. that will bite all. All, yeah. I love that you sprung it on us that we were starting with that. <laughs> Natural and organic, right? It's not, because it totally took me off my game. And so I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was told by Spirit to let Wendy guide. And Wendy was told to let you guide. So I was like... So already in the, the I'm just here I was, to I be was so already in the back seat <laughs> <laughs> that it didn't like it really didn't phase me. Phase you. I was like, yeah. okay, that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so as we're here having tea and nourishing ourselves after such a powerful energetic exchange, explain what spirit talks is. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing you know, <clears throat> I mean, it, you know, your audience just got to see to hear, okay? right? not see, but hear, um, what spirit talks is, which is the best way to really understand. But, um, I would say, you know, 
it's a communion with spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's unique in that it's it's not a reading. Um, it's a communion. Mm-hmm. You know, you're working directly with spirit. Mm-hmm. And by spirit, I mean, I use that term to refer to all the benevolent light energies that are present for us in the unseen. Mm-hmm. I, Jennifer and I were talking recently, and we are kind of defining a little further what we would, you know, what we call. And so we just went into spirit talk. And because sometimes, you know, we can get heady and we can sit here and like, you know, try to have this whole conversation. And then usually within a few minutes, one of us goes, yeah, let's just take this into a spirit talk. Let's just, or let's just ask spirit or, you know, so we just decided to have a whole um, spirit talk discussion before today to, to really get, you know, cause we do these, we just, we just kind of go and, and move with it, but we don't always think about like how to explain it to other people and the words that, you know, that would help me other people understand. And so, um, spirit gave us all this beautiful terminology and said that, you know, what we're doing is like a divine therapeutic session and, you know, where you're, it's a therapy session with the unseen, um, and that you get to connect with all these divine teachers and and then get that um, unique insight, you know, from them. Mm-hmm. What would you add, Jennifer? Well, I think I used the term before of being um, kind of a universal translator. Mm-hmm. So kind of that intuition of whether it's seeing or knowing or, you know, actually writing. But as these messengers, as these kind of translators... Um, and we even talked about kind of that tuning, mm-hmm. right? That kind of radio tuning in. So there's the... Um, is it the softening? Yeah. The, the process. That kind of use. the process is this softening and then this tuning yes. and then receiving, mm-hmm. translating, and then sharing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we the softening word has come up a lot for us messages and um and you know i think it's an it's such it's really in some ways the pivotal piece of of for people that are listening and understanding you know well how do i you know how do i hear or how do i it's and i liken it to like there's a couple different things you know one would be like if you're meditating and you're looking at a candle and you're sort of just like kind of blurring out a little and you know because you're looking at one candle with both eyes and so you're, it gets kind of fuzzy mm-hmm. i see it mm-hmm. it's a little bit like that and i also spirit gave me this analogy the other day of of you know those pictures that you can look at there's pictures hidden in them mm-hmm. and if you look at them directly you can't you can't see the pictures but if you sort of blur your eyes a little and kind of get that you know what i mean you kind of get out of focus yeah then and you just have to you have to soften you have mm-hmm. to just let it all just kind of go mm-hmm. in order to then see the other picture that's that's how i would explain you know it's because it's a dropping out of your ego. It's a dropping out of, because if you're, if you're trying to like, know and you're in there going, what, you know, what is it? <laughs> you know, it's, it's very, it, it can feel, um, it can feel out of reach. Sure. Um, but. Right. But when and there's you, something unique about doing this with three. Mm-hmm. 
this this trinity mm-hmm. this this solidity of you know the triangle being that really three being the magic number and <laughs> and three be, and the triangle being super solid you know as a as a figure itself um i think there's something important about that mm-hmm. that's just i don't know unique in that way mm-hmm. of us doing this together because we could do it separately and we actually have but um, you know, when they say when two or more are gathered, <laughs> yes. you know, there's something about the two of us doing this together and, and, and also that, you know, the, the words of confidence and, and, um, that doubt and, you know, just going, you, you spoke to this about, you get a message and then I get a message and then to see where they cross. And that really helps mm-hmm. because ego does come into it. You know, you're like, am I even hearing this right? What is going on here? And when we started this, um, you know, early 2020 at the start of um, the pandemic, and we were just really seeking guidance just for our own lives of everything that was going on, right? So we would do these calls, and we had another friend that had joined us at the time, and we weren't doing it like we're doing it now. I mean, this is very evolved. much evolved organically mm-hmm. um, and very naturally over time, and it was we didn't think we were going to be talking with the ancestors. I mean, that wasn't the purpose. <laughs> we were kind of calling our, maybe our higher selves and we were using some prayer. Um, Wendy had um, already, you know, had a process of really having these kind of conversations with God and uh, spirit. And then it was when uh, it was, it was actually my maternal grandfather that showed up um, kind of through a story with my son. And then we we're like, Oh, grandpa's here. Grandpa has something to say. And then we started accessing others that were mm-hmm. on the other side. And so it was more and more. And then discovering, oh, it's not just those that have crossed over. It's not just what we call spirit. Oh, there's also, oh, we can talk to our heart. We can talk to our lymphatic system. Yeah, we can and, talk to, I mean, it yeah. really started to just go and go and go. And, and, and in the beginning, like a lot of things, you know, I'd be like, really? You know? <laughs> like now it's like, okay. Because we would, we would, you know, we would ask who's here and we would go through all the normal categories and they'd be like, nope, there's still someone, there's still an energy you haven't, you know, you haven't labeled yet. And we'd be like, all right. And, you know, and that's how we started getting into these, you know, other areas and realizing, oh, there's energy all around us in Mm -hmm. all aspects. Yeah. Yeah. How do the two of you navigate being in your human life? And then going back and forth with the spirit world. Mm. Um, and I guess what my question is, I mean, obviously, as we did, there's a process of accessing the fifth dimension and then returning. But you asked me when we took a break and I think you were heating up tea, how am I doing? How am I feeling? Mm-hmm. And being in a feeling state of awe and gratitude, but still processing. And even though I'm here and I know I'm in my human body, still feeling a little like a hypnotherapy session. You're kind Mm -hmm. of um, Mm -hmm. still engaged with the other side a little bit. Mm -hmm. But then also because it is so sacred, it is so beautiful, like, and then getting back to, and this is the way I speak, so I don't mean to offend, but getting back to some of the bullshit of just being a human being, Mm -hmm. I know for myself in the ways that I go back and forth, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and is that part of the challenge for you? Mm. I don't know if it's so much of a challenge for me. I, th- I think it's more of um, like, you know, Jennifer and I will be like, if we haven't had a spirit talk session in, you know, an X number of days, like we'll be like, we need to have a spirit, like one of us will call the other or message, text, whatever, and be like, uh, we need to have a spirit talk session. Like I find that if I'm like this, the checking in and, and, and having these sessions and things in whatever way, you know, and, and really even just, I mean, you know, checking in for me is, is all day long from the moment Mm -hmm. I wake up to the moment I go to bed, I'm checking in, I'm asking, I'm, you know, I'm just constantly checking in and, but, but specifically really taking time to convene like this, it's what actually allows me to be able to be in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it helps, it brings me a lot of peace and comfort because I don't, I can, um, in a healthy way, I can detach from um, when there's hard moments and recognize that there's so much more and that I am supported and that I am held. I can remember that. And, um, and yeah, I don't, I, it, it helps me not get so weighted down mm-hmm. by the things in the earthly world. So it's not so much that I, I, um, you know, I, I actually feel incredibly grateful that I get to play in this world and and I have a lot more to do, mm-hmm. a lot more. Like I'm going to be around for a while, and mm-hmm. I got a lot more to do. do. Yeah. And um, but yeah. but yeah. I'm but yeah, it's and I think to laugh, you know, that when you are, you know, kind of like you say, you come back, and then you're like knee deep in the bullshit, mm-hmm. and you. So I think the daily practice for me, like Wendy was saying, like I call, I have an ancestral shrine. Um, and so I open that, I try to open that shrine and literally call on my good, true and beautiful ancestors every day. And then I kind of close that shrine up at night and say, thank you. Kind of put them all to sleep and then I go to sleep. And so, and it only takes a few minutes. I mean, that's not, sure. you know, any long invocation or even a meditation. I mean, it's just something simple. And so kind of keeping that just like we brush our teeth every day, right? We don't think yeah. anything else. We're going to we're going to, you know, brush our teeth in the morning and the at least, you know, usually people right twice. So I kind of do that same thing where it's just part of my daily life. Mm-hmm. And you know, we all know that with COVID, you know, the mental health, everybody's been talking about that, right? This isolation, this sense of loneliness, um uh, people wanting to exit this world. And so for me knowing that I have a whole team. I have, a, I have all these ancestors. I have these specialist guides and, and I can feel them. Um, and I know that they're around and I can ask them anytime I want. Like mm-hmm. I, I need you right now. So when I am in the bullshit, I mean, and maybe it's just mm-hmm. been, maybe I'm just witnessing the fact that I'm just knee deep in this crap mm-hmm. and, and I'm feeling that. And I just got to sit there and then maybe that's the guidance, like just literally sit in that because I think this practice more than anything has really helped me to really live my life more fully and also kind of be this witness as we've really, you know, of, of seeing yourself outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. kind of, and then you kind of laugh. It's easier to laugh at yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Because we definitely still get in the bullshit. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no, I mean, that's why we're, there's here, no escape right? in it. We're yeah. here on this earth. earth we're yeah. doing this. I yeah. mean, 
um, the relationships, all the yeah. issues. We're, we're not a, we're not like above. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, I would say it's almost um, quite the opposite. You're almost really aware. Yeah. Of like, oh, this is going on. Wow, this energy is happening between us, and um, yeah, it's. Almost, but I also a look at things awareness. a little differently too. Uh-huh. Like I, you know, I, I without going into details, I got a message this morning from someone that I love and was telling me about um, an hardship that's happening. That's that's going to be tough, and it's just something that just developed today, and it's going to be hard. And um, and although on the human from a human space, I get that this is a hardship and there's going to be a lot of hard feelings and it's going to be tough to process and there's going to be repercussions and all this stuff. And there's a part of me that goes, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that's going to, I wonder what that part of like their journey is all about. I wonder why they're needing to experience that. Oh, that's going to be, you know, and dare I say almost fun to see, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I don't sure. mean that in a, I'm not, you know, I don't have compassion for, for their circumstance. Of course I do. Um, but I, but I do see things a little differently from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Like I, I find, I have a curiosity about, hmm, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out and mm-hmm. what that's all really about. Yeah. You make reference to the fifth dimension. How would you explain or describe what that is? I had an experience with it, and I've had other experiences with it, but that might be a new concept to people. How would you describe what well, Jennifer's that is? the one who really led me to the fifth dimension, and she did it through, she had been practicing for quite a while through another group, so I'm going to let her take you, take you okay. through that question. Yeah, I, um, a friend of mine who channels uh, Mary Magdalene and has mm-hmm. written several books, I studied with her for several years, and we had a, a um, meditation group, and um, that was really so. I see the earthly plane is how I kind of understand it, being the third mm-hmm. dimension. And again, no higher or lower, right? But on this earthly plane, there's a lot of polarity. I mean, that's the the male, female, the good, the bad, the up, the down, right? All the things that are here on the earth kind of plane. And the fifth dimension is that space, um, you could liken it to maybe the Christ consciousness Mm -hmm. kind of space. Um, So it's a realm which goes beyond that kind of good, bad polarity, and it offers us to really have access to the angelic world, um, our higher selves, and we can access that on different planes, but it allows that. That's kind of how I see it, as if that's a good explanation. Mm-hmm. And and we kind of jump over the and when we get into our little Merkaba, um, which is this kind of pyramid uh, shape. So you imagine a pyramid right side up, and then a pyramid upside down, so that it kind of becomes a, a tetrahedron. Oh, I think okay. right. And so and they're kind of spinning in these opposite ways. And that's the little ship, the kind of portal that helps us keeps us kind of going there. Um, that's what I learned through my uh, meditation process. And so we're really going and traveling beyond the fourth dimension, which is that kind of astral plane. And so, so many beings are hang out in the astral plane, like incarnate beings, um, souls that have, that have not maybe fully crossed 
Um, so you still have angelic beings and all of that. Um, you have a lot of other, but you have versions. a lot of other hitchhikers and travelers, you know? Um, and, yeah. and so we've learned, um, over the several years of doing this together that we like to just really get into our, our Merkaba ship, our vehicle and travel to the fifth mm-hmm. and create that kind of sacred space. And, and we use that using, um, Mikhail, mm-hmm. um, who's, we have a statue of him right here in front of us. And this invocation and all of that, we've, you know, learned over time that that's just kind of in our best and highest good to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, some, when they say about, like, when they, in one of the messages they talked about, like, you don't need to be all fussy about that yeah. and everything. We're I, kind of fussy. So, yeah, I think the reason, I, you is know. Is that because of the MBAs? <laughs> it might be, but I think, I think more is one of the messages that we received is because we're doing this on a, on a much more regular basis and we, we have shrines in our homes. We have rainbow bridges with our shrines where we're helping others cross over, um, creating the space for them to make it easier to cross over, I guess is a better way to say that. And um, because of all of that, we it's like we have our lights on, like mm-hmm. the lighthouse is lit. And so it attracts all different types of beings. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and but the but someone just coming to make a relationship with the unseen and that isn't you know their whole like life's purpose isn't surrounded is probably not in the beginning like you know yes if you were doing this every day and this was your soul you know this was a big focus of your life then you might want to put more practices around that like we do but if you're going in and you're just like hey I'm just going to light a few candles and I'm going to say a little prayer and I'm going to call them all in it's beautiful. Yeah. You don't need to. So, because I say that because I don't want to, I think the reason they're saying don't be so fussy about it is this, I don't want to scare anybody away Mm -hmm. because the unseen is not scary at all. Yeah. Right. It's beautiful. Yeah. And if it's love and only love surrounds us, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's really that message, right? There's, Mm -hmm. there's nothing to fear. Um, But yeah, daily practices and I forgot the question now. (laughs) How do you go back and forth between the fifth dimension oh, yeah. and the third yeah, dimension? I think we answered right. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. Well, what's interesting is I was listening to a podcast last night, um, one of my favorites, and she was she was talking about the life of actually Elon Musk. She went into this whole thing, and there's all these different um, psychics that are talking about how in the next ten years. Um, the population's going to decline. And it made me think about what she said. And I thought about it on my drive from, um, from Gilbert back here to Phoenix um, today. So I think it's so interesting that you're asking me this question. You're so tapped in because I was like, all right, well, am I going to, you know, like if, if, if there's going to be a whole group that's going to go, you know, of, of the population, you know, I'm just throwing this out there. Right. And then I was like, what would life be like? And I'm actually okay with this idea of me leaving. It's always, I go back to my fear is having the ones I love that are most close to me, right? Children mm-hmm. in particular, right? Mm-hmm. As a mother, you never want to see your children die. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the worst fear ever. Um, but I've had a near-death experience before in giving birth to my child. And so I... I know that pure love awaits us. I've seen that. You know, I've had a glimpse into that little bit. And then we do enough chatting with those that have crossed over 
it's like a party and a feast and everyone has their fun assignments and talk about like letting your hair down and having fun. I mean, there seems like they're having a really good time. <laughs> um, and we, we've never talked to anybody that's, that's crossed that's not having a good time. And, and they never say that they miss. They never use the word miss. They might say they're sorry about something or, you know, or they understand that it was painful mm-hmm. or whatever, but they never say they miss anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, those kind of um, sticky earthly mm-hmm. emotions, you know, it's yeah. different. And so um, that actually came up in a reading to um, a mother whose, whose daughter um, died and the daughter had said, she didn't young, use that word, miss, child. Young, young child. And she said, she didn't even say that. She knew that her mom missed her. Um, she, she even said, we don't, we don't feel that kind of feeling. Right. A couple of days ago, my son, I have no idea why said, um, he wanted to understand what the birth he I have, you know, it's one of those weird conversations, you know, you have your, your kids who knows why one thing leads to another, but he was, he wanted to know the birth rate. And I think something came up where I was like every second, there's not a second that someone's not being, he was like, no, that's not true. And, you know, and he was like, they're actually, it's only, it's like every two or three seconds, mom, that someone's being born in the world. And I'm like, really? And so we Googled, you know, we had to, of course, ask Siri mm. and, and Siri was like, yeah, it's like two to three seconds. And but someone's dying like every second. We look oh, that okay. up. And I was like, oh, the population's declining. The other thing I think that's interesting around that in doing this work is, of course, we, you know, I don't really know. I had this near-death experience. I've had this glimpse. We talk to those um, you know, on the other side that have crossed. But we find that you know, this kind of idea of an agreement, right? A contract, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, when my son came in, this idea that, you know, he was supposed to be here. Like, and then this idea too, that maybe there's an exit contract. Mm -hmm. You know, why is it that when you think, what, you know, how could a child at birth or a child that's 10 or however old, you know, they didn't get to live their full life. What, you know, that's robbing them of something, but is it? Was is that the agreement that was made on some like end? What, who defines what a full life is? You know? Right, like that's such an interesting concept. Like, why is it? Why do we define life as it has to be a certain number of years mm-hmm. to be a full life? Mm-hmm. Isn't it's fulfilling each- the contract? Isn't that you know? I mean, mm-hmm. any life yeah. isn't that a full life? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's eternal. So it's eternal. Yeah, and then the more and more you. Right, you're doing finding souls, <laughs> the soul finders, the soul seekers, and you you realize that well, this doesn't really end. It maybe yeah. ends in this meat suit, whatever they call it, right? But, but it actually gives me great comfort to know that that. But I really know that it's it, it'll, it'll it's just like a just a slight shift of the, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you want to call it, you know, you're just like, if you're looking at a diamond and you just, you know, turn it in the facet, it's just, you know, you get a tiny little different glow, glow there from the new facet. That's, that's it. That's yeah. the only shift. And I've also found that those that are in kind of transition that are dying, that the, that they can actually serve 
their service can be greater from the other side than on the earth plane anymore. Which is something why they're transitioning. That's come up. We often hear like that they're, they're like, you know, when we'll, we'll ask or it'll come up maybe from a loved one or something, or they'll know that that person wants to know. And they'll say, you know, I had this or this to do, you know, I had it and, and, um, and it is really interesting. I mean, we've learned so much and I don't tend to read up a lot. I haven't really studied a lot of that stuff. And I, and I purposely don't because I want to hear it from spirit. I want to learn it from spirit. And so through these, through these, you know, talks, I'll hear from, um, I'm on the other side and they'll say, we hear all the time, like, oh, well, I'm in this realm and I'm, and I, but I got a special assignment and I'm moving over to this realm and, you know, I'm going to be moving to this new realm and I'm, I've got some really important work. And sometimes they'll kind of try to give us an idea of what they're doing. And sometimes I think it's just too far beyond our mm-hmm. earthly understanding to even explain to us. Yeah. Uh, but like we've heard, like for a while we were hearing there was this big movement that they, they were all, do you remember that? Oh yeah. And they were all like, they were doing something powerful on the other side where we were getting a lot of people who are like, okay, we're going to be a little more disconnected. It's going to feel like we're a little bit further out because, you know, we've got this big job over here that's going to, you know, serve you all over there. But, you know, we, we're working hard over here. Um, but I, I find that that often, you know, that can be very comforting um, to others when they're, when they're missing too, to understand that there, there, there's really important roles and jobs yeah. and, you know, jobs as we call jobs, but mm-hmm. of course it's a little different over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on why organized religion limits us from having access and knowledge to the sacred connection that we can be having with spirit world? Why isn't that incorporated? <laughs> I don't know if I want to take that one. Yeah, on. I don't you know. want to take that? <laughs> I think it just gets messy when man gets involved, right? Mm-hmm. When you get the ego involved. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like we were talking about where this. And I think there's many organized religions where you can find your center, mm-hmm. you can find your heart. There I mean, there's, there's so many. I mean, that was the purpose to set up, and that's beautiful. And. Um, but this idea of truly accessing that energy. I mean, when we started this, I wasn't writing on paper. I really learned how to hear and write through my practice with Wendy. So I just, it's like, just like working out, like Mm -hmm. flexing a muscle. And so, and I think, I just think it's that it's this, that man gets in the way, our ego, our mind gets in the way. So if I can get myself out of the way, then I can be a much better universal translator for myself mm-hmm. and for for anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, when you have somebody else that needs to be that translator, that is through maybe an organized religion. Um, I don't know. You know, that might not be in your highest and best. And you know? sure. And there was and to Jennifer's point. I mean, there are. I, you know, one of the things that we talked about at the beginning is this really doesn't, um, it really it it doesn't conflict, mm-hmm. yeah, with with religion, what we do, but that's not always probably how it's perceived. Yeah, and we recognize that too, and um, and it, it, I, you know, my when when Jennifer says, you know, man gets in the way, I would say that there it probably. 
I don't, I don't know that there's, you know, I don't want to get into some big conspiracy that there's, you know, but, but it might benefit somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> to not have, um, to not have, um, encourage people to have a direct relationship. Right. Um, but it's the same reason that, you know, I mean, I actually do go to a church. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a wonderful church that would never, this would never conflict at all with, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they're a mm-hmm. non-denominational church that that accepts, in, you know, all faiths. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I don't think it has to com- conflict at all. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, but, yeah. And I know of two priests in particular that um, I know of. One, an Episcopalian priest who does a lot of this work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then he's friends with a Catholic priest where that Catholic priest is doing a lot of, um, Wendy mentioned this idea of a rainbow bridge prayer. Mm-hmm. It's a certain type of prayer that we learned in our studies of, you know, our ancestral veneration where we um, actually have drawn a rainbow and use a prayer where we're inviting anyone that has died you know, suddenly, unexpectedly, um, still feels judged or is judged by others. Didn't fully live, didn't their, fully life. live their life. Is really attached still to like the earthly material things. Could be through addiction, hoarding. Think of all these different things that keep you mm-hmm. kind of earthbound. And so that light is on. Well, this priest and um, this Catholic priest, he does a very similar uh, prayer where he's um, helping those souls to kind of cross fully over. And so I think there's lots of, and then I think society wise, we used to, you know, you think of people that still have shamans or Mm -hmm. medicine people or curanderos or whatever it might be. We've, we've kind of been disconnected, right? The, the, the typical North American culture, Mm -hmm. um, the dominant culture here. Um, We know religion is actually less and less, less and less people, are attached to any type of religion. Yeah. So then who do you have? Mm-hmm. If, if you're not doing this kind of work on your own, if you're not trying to find your soul or connect with others in this way, you could be pretty lost. Yes. And then you don't have a priest or a minister or a pastor because that's kind of out. Well, then what do you have? Which really speaks to the loneliness epidemic that is taking place in our world, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is really i mean at its core like that's what makes this work so important to us is we mm-hmm. want people to know you are not alone yeah mm-hmm. you are you are surrounded if you only knew mm-hmm. you know how supported how loved you are you're not alone yeah and i think that's why we get a little fussy with our practices cuz we like to bring ceremony and mm-hmm. ritual and some of those things and make it our own yeah. but in but into the fold um, which I actually just really thank Jennifer for because I was, you know, that actually, we, did you, do you have Catholicism in your background? Did you have, I went to Catholic school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she has, so she had more ritual and more like stuff like that. I didn't, um, I went, I was brought up in unity mm-hmm. and, um, and there, it's not a super ritualistic, you know, church or anything. And so I didn't, I didn't really have that. So I actually have always been super grateful because I now really feel, feel the importance and the beauty and all the ceremony and the ritual and how everything can be ceremony. Everything can be ceremony. And I didn't get that. before. Yeah. It could be something really small. I mean, literally like 
when you cross into your when you cross over the threshold of your house every day, literally going, "Wow, I'm so grateful for this home yeah. that I have." I mean, it can be something so simple, um, and I think it also keeps it when you were talking about that connection between spirit world and fifth dimension and third dimension. Those little ceremonies and practices, it, it helps um, bridge that. Mm-hmm on a regular basis, you know, by using things, right? Fire, smoke, water, you know, lighting a candle, lighting a little sage or incense or holding onto a rock or whatever it is. You know, those are these third dimensional elements, the four elements. Yeah. Um, that have been used and practiced for, right? Yes. For, <laughs> by all religions, by all, you know, beings for a long time. So, Yeah. I don't know if this is significant to you or not, but it's curious to me because as I was setting up, you both indicated um, that you have your MBAs. That's curious to me because you said sometimes that, um, not that it interferes, but that that too is an influence in, in, in how you do this. I don't even want to call it work because... Can I, I love this phrasing and I don't know if it fits for you, but I claim it and I'm happy to share it with whoever wants to claim it too. Um, job, which is your joy of being. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like That's that. beautiful. So with your joy of being, mm-hmm. because clearly I see mm-hmm. and, and experience you enjoy as you do this, you know, coming from a background like that, and, and you commented, you made, you both made a point to comment. And as I was setting up, oh, well, this must be because, you know, <laughs> we originated with, you know, formal, formal education and, and more black and white concrete mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. and not just undergrad, grad having MBAs. So you brought it up. So I'm going to ask you about it. Right. Yeah, I do. I think it, sometimes it, where it's the, the mind gets mm-hmm. in the place. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so constantly, um, because I, I kind of believe that it's, it's the head and the heart connection, right. That the mental plane is important, you know, mm-hmm. where we're going, what we're doing, but making that real solid connection between the head and the heart. And then what the hands are, you know, being the will and then making it happen. So to me, it's kind of threefold in that way. Um, and I work in the nonprofit sector. Wendy also, um, you know, her path, and I'll let you speak about yours, but, you know, being in the nonprofit sector. So we do have that business-mindedness, but it was a lot of the emphasis was put on and kind of the social mm-hmm. well-being of, of everyone. I mean, that was mm-hmm. from a long time ago. We mm-hmm. both have that in, mm-hmm. in common, too, which I think is important. Yeah. It's not it, just, we, weren't, we weren't in corporate. Well, you were some, but not as much grounded in that corporate. Right. Hardcore world. Yeah. And yeah, I was, was in it more, for a while and, and had to get out. Yeah, it, I did it for a very short while and had to get it. I mean, not even really. I like interned in it uh-huh. <laughs> during business school. I was like, I'm out. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's but, not me. But then also our businesses of having a healing haven, yeah. um, you know, an organic uh, restaurant, which the whole purpose was community, gathering uh-huh. community. For both of us. Food just as a tool to gather people around. So even our... Our social entrepreneurships, mm-hmm. and then and then and then it's easy, you know, when you're getting a trade name and setting up accounts and doing business stuff. I mean, all that kind of helps, mm-hmm. you know. To make yeah, it I think what it's it is. both a help and a hindrance at uh-huh. times. Yeah. You know, I mean, I definitely think think you know having having had a, a massage business, um, 
And then a healing center. I mean, I always felt like a lot of what helped me succeed in that was having that business mind. Because a lot of time you'll find people that are more, um, I don't, I don't know what the word is, like more spiritually focused or more, um, I don't know. What are, what are all those careers called that are more, um, healing arts? Yeah. Healing arts. Thank you. That was it. Yeah. That a lot of times are so heart centered that they don't know how to put a business together, Mm -hmm. um, because they don't have, you know, they're not in their head at all. Mm -hmm. And, and I do think there has to be balance. I actually find the balance from, you know, it's, it's interesting when you talk about that, because I think it's, um, it's the mental, the heart and the physical and the physical body. And, and I think that we all, um, we all get there different ways. Mm-hmm. And, and it took me a while to figure that out because when I, I, when I was young, I always thought, you know, I mean, I think we all, a lot of us do this, like our path is the way everyone's path should be. And, um, I came from a family that was, um, very academic, very intellectual and, um, and what, you know, the um, business-minded, you know, and my dad modeled a lot. He had his own business, and that was what was modeled for my sisters and I. And and so that was just the path that was a logical. They were big readers, you know, and that was a logical path for me to follow. And so that's, I think that's actually what took me to business school was sort of more um, following in the familial footsteps and what was, you know, what was supported and, and encouraged in my in my. Uh, uh, dynamic in that. And, um, and so I entered through it through the head mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. I came through in the sense that, you know, when I first started learning about me, I learned, I went to books, I went to classes, I consumed and consumed and consumed. And that was the beginning of my path is all through the head. And, mm-hmm. um, and it, and it, it took a while till I finally started to, um, it was when I got the calling to walk away from all of that and from the more of the business stuff that I was doing because I realized, I was like, this is not speaking to my heart. Like, this isn't speaking to who I am. And um, and I was, I, I through a lot of prayer and meditation, I, I left all of that and enrolled in massage school, which was, you know, I was already the black sheep, and that was a very black sheep thing to do. <laughs> you know, I can distinctly remember the moment that, um, that I, you know, announced to my family that I was leaving my job and enrolling in massage school. And it was sort of like, you're a what? And, um, but what that did is, um, and we talked, you know, you made a reference to something earlier and, and it was, this is why it intrigued me is because um, I realized that I was um, really speaking to the masculine aspect of who I was, which is what had been, because my dad was such a strong influence in my family, um, that was really the part that had been developed the most mm-hmm. and, and where I felt the safest. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I felt this calling that I needed to bring the feminine in. And that's what directed me to massage and going into the healing arts. And it really wasn't so much about massage as it was stepping into myself mm-hmm. and that's where the feminine was. And, um, and I, and I, and that's where the physical part, when I talk about the body, that's how I came really, I really came into my body and I got to know my body at a very intimate level in the sense of understanding energy and how energy moves through me and really being able to feel things on a physical level. And it took both of those 
before I was eventually able to drop into my heart, mm-hmm. which was the final piece. But there are other people that come in through their heart mm-hmm. and then they go this way and then are people who never, you know, I know plenty of very evolved, beautiful beings that never had one of those, you know, they never fully developed one of those components. They sat in the other two and they had them so developed that they were fine mm-hmm. without, the, without the other piece. Right. So how do you like podcasting? <laughs> this is kind of fun. It's fun. Yeah, what yeah. do you think? Yeah. It does the big microphone in front of your face. You kind of start getting used to it. You do you get do? used to it. You said you would, and you're right. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I ask you is because you're contemplating creating your own podcast, Spirit Talk. So what do you think about that? Now that you're kind of well, I think now playing with we, it. Now that we have a potential mentor to help us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll totally help you figure out podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I think it could be fun. I think it feels like a natural evolution. We'll see. Yeah, I, I, I really trust spirit on that one. We'll see. Yeah, step by step, kind of naturally. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, investing in this equipment and doing it more. I mean, it sounds it's exciting. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it feels like, and we'll see how it sounds, how your, how your audience receives it and um and how it sounds to us from the on the other side listening but it feels like a spirit talk would lend itself very naturally to a podcast but we'll find out if that's where we're supposed to go i really you know i've learned to live life um without knowing yeah and i and i don't I, you know, for a lot of years I had to know, and that was really important to me. And I really thought I needed to know. And that was like my most important thing in life is I would ask spirit, like, just let me know, let me know it all. Let me know. And all very ego based, of course. And, um, and I'm really happy. I don't know now because it's just very magical to stay in the place of the unknown and just allow spirit to just keep, keep pulling back the curtain a little more and just keep showing us day by day. Yeah, that's the space of wonder, you know, the space where miracles can happen. Yeah. And we all want to know what's next. And so the unseen and the unknown, you know, can can be can be scary places, but they're but they're not when you really just melt in again, soften into that and you're like, all right, what's coming? Mm-hmm. So how would people get in touch with you to have a spirit talk with you? Yeah, so spirittalks.org uh, is the website. Two T's. Spirit Talks. Sometimes right. people ask Spirittalks.org. Um, you can book a session online. Uh, you can email us, call us. All our information is on, on there. So I don't want to overlook, Jennifer, the other work that you do, spiritual work, being, um, I don't oh, know. a death midwife? Yes. Yeah, yes. so... Um, the other uh, practice I have is called Crossing Threshold, and I think it's been oh, maybe eight years now since I've started that, um, and so helping people um, home funeral guidance, mm-hmm. so a lot of people just don't know that there's an option. Most people want to die at home, mm-hmm. right? If you ask everyone or surveys, you know, do you want to die at home or do you want to die like an institution, a hospital, a, a setting like that, pretty much resounding. Everyone says, I want to die at home. Um, yet most people don't die at home. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that you can and, mm-hmm. and, um, and that an actual ceremony, a funeral can take place, that kind of memorial, that service. Um, you know, back in the day, you thought of grandma laying on the 
table in the parlor, you know, when they talked about that the kind of yeah. idea. And so it's really reclaiming that just like we have a, um, I always talk about a man, uh, it doesn't have to be a man, but a person with a um, white coat on kind of the sacred threshold of birth and then a person with a, a black coat on that sacred threshold of death. And we've really given, as hu- humans, people, especially in this dominant North American culture, kind of our power away of these two amazing things of birthing. Um, you know, we talk about uh, giving birth and receiving death. Mm-hmm. And so as a death midwife, um, kind of working on that spectrum mm-hmm. of helping people, you know, right before their death or... Uh, crossing over or or um, celebrating their lives and and having a uh, guiding the family it's really all family led it's not led by a death midwife nobody needs a death midwife to have a home funeral um, but I could offer guidance mm-hmm. if that's something people are interested in mm-hmm. so would you be willing to come back for another podcast to yeah talk more absolutely about that? I would love to um, uh, have uh, Wendy and I even share the story uh, it doesn't need to be now but at that podcast um, of a particular home funeral that we did together um, that I think would really help families. And it was of a, um, a young girl who died and we conducted and, and helped led um, a home funeral, a three day kind of ceremony in her home. Um, and that was really beautiful in terms of the energetic, the practical, all of that. Yeah. And the way, the way that that works really, and the way that happened um, was that I, I was working at my children's school um, for uh, a couple years, and during the time that I was working there, um, three separate children passed away, and that had never happened in the entire history of the school being there, which had been there since the '80s, and and um, all for unique reasons, you know, um, all all very tragic and very very sad with these young people, and I worked in a. Um, an outdoor garden space and that had been created in the first place as a memorial and um, a it was meant to be a safe space for staff and students to be able to come to process and feel the feelings and know that that um, um, you know that there was always a place of support and um, and so that place became, you know, the centerpiece. That space was the centerpiece when each one of these children passed. And in a very unusual way, you know, I, I went there to work with the children in the garden. And what ended up becoming a huge part of my being there for those two years was leading the school through ceremony in, in that space. And, and it wasn't me so much doing the ceremony as just holding that space and preparing the space and um, really opening the the clear, you know, just as Jennifer was saying, it's the, the movement and the clearing. And I learned, it was such, you know, I don't know why that was all meant to happen while I was there, but I know that that's why I was there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, it, it taught me so much because in that in that first year, when the when the um, first little girl passed, um, I was really I was really I found after 
that day where we had held ceremony in there all day and allowed the whole school to come through and grieve and, and process, that I was, um, I felt very heavy and um, I was having a hard time processing it all. And it was through that that I, when I first realized, and this is why I brought up earlier, and I think why they even said um, in your message, they said that you need to call them all in because if they all hold it, mm-hmm. then you can you can do so much more. It can't be just you holding it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I learned in that I didn't even realize that I was doing that. And 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 I, I realized after the fact that I'm like, oh, I... I was trying to hold this for the whole school and for everyone involved. I'm like, I, it's too much. It's too much. And so in the, in the time that I was there, I learned how by my calling everybody in, it was actually, it offered so much more grace for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's kind of an offshoot of, of you know, of, what you, of your work, um, Jennifer, but it was, you know, this is how spirit moves us. And this is how when we listen and we don't try to know too much, mm-hmm. we can be guided in ways that I never thought I would be doing any of. I mean, I never thought I'd be doing any of this stuff. I mean, this is all like weird stuff, you know, <laughs> like from my upbringing. This is all very weird and woo-woo. And, you know, and when spirit first started showing me along, you know, along the lines, you know, kind of little by little, um, you know, I, I was like, oh, please don't make me go this direction. You know, I don't want to be the weird, weird one. I'm already the black sheep. And and now I'm I'm just kind of at a point where I'm just surrendered to it all. And I'm like, all right, just show me. It's okay. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. And Jennifer has completely changed my um, my life in the sense of how I view death. Because that is so in, so intricately connected, life and death, mm-hmm. and one and the same in many ways. And and she has her work has impacted me hugely in both the experiences that I've shared with her and just in my understanding with her work. And I think it will continue to, mm-hmm. as I as she as she's a wonderful teacher on that on that. Mm-hmm. As we bring this to a close. Do you have any final words, thoughts, comments, or messages that um, you want to share? I don't think so. I feel pretty complete. I just really want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jen. Yeah, thank of course. You. Thank you, Wendy, for walking this path with me. Thank you. Uh-huh. No, I just got lots of love. <laughs> thank you both. Yeah. Yeah, I thank you. This is so fun, and I really... I was so excited when you reached out to me on Facebook just to, I was like, Oh, I felt a warm flutter in my heart. And I did have some regret of like, why didn't I not keep that relationship going? Mm -hmm. But, um, it doesn't feel like a day's past. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. So Which maybe is always the sign of a true friendship. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's also a sign of how like the, the spirit world yes. works is yes. that, you know, you connect with someone and, once you already connection. kind of have like a tie, you kind of always have a tie. Mm-hmm. Sure. Even though it might not be active. Right. Because um, you can do that, right, with with friends. And then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we just saw each other. It's, but it was 10 years ago. Yes. <laughs> well, and you know what I remember about you, Jen, is that you were always real. You were mm-hmm. always real and genuine. Like you just showed up with your whole self. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And you still do. Thank you. Not surprising. Yeah, for somebody that didn't know you <laughs> before, you. it's very easy to mm-hmm. be in your presence. Mm-hmm. Super Thank easy. So. Thank you.
I adore you both. Oh, thank, thank you. you. So to the audience, thank you for tuning in and listening today. Um, the messages that came through Spirit Talks, hopefully they resonated with you and you received what you needed in and through that as well. Please continue to share the podcast and blessings to you in this day. Through the Spirit Talks of my husband Todd's higher self, Max, and Asa coming through, there were direct messages for me to go and do some work. Since this interview, I've spent some significant time journaling and doing my best to listen to further messages and honoring the messages that came through and reciprocating back to the guidance I was given for the guides to receive their own nurturing and nourishment in their own mission to help. I thought I would share them with you. As I prepared for this part of the podcast, I recognized that some of these messages are universal. So I hope that you find something meaningful in this as well. One of the directives was to be more vulnerable with the podcast. So here are the messages I've received on how to be more vulnerable. Receive. In order to be vulnerable, as we shared with you for the podcast, you have more growth needed in receiving. The receiving we are talking about is receiving more of your own light and receiving your own light as it is reflected back to you. Receive from yourself first, and then you will see the podcast grow. The next message was, Yes, we know and have watched you practice some vulnerability in the podcast with sharing your own experiences. That is the output. Sharing towards vulnerability, we are asking you to be vulnerable through receiving. Let your hair down, spread your arms wide open, open your heart, and receive from there. Let go of guilt, shame, judgment. You can receive it all, and all is more than all, because it is infinite and only limited by your own consciousness around what you believe needs limitations or should have limitations. There are no limits, dear one. You can show this through your podcast. Show that it is more than intentions, manifestation, and surrender. Show that it is the essence of living in the flow of unconditional love that is limitless. The next message I received on vulnerability is, The looking and seeking is orienting your consciousness to grace consciousness, which is also known as Christ consciousness, or accessing the fifth dimension, whatever you want to call it. Be open, willing, ready. It's the orientation. Orient to open, willing, and ready to the truth of you. You are being guided to receive from vulnerability. This is receiving from grace, consciousness, Christ consciousness, the fifth dimension. We got you. Go there. The next message was this. It's time to let go of the physical attachment to how you define beauty. Stop the judgment of what you see reflected in the mirror. See your light. Honor your strong, healthy, abled body to carry you, move you, support you. That's beauty. That said, you have to take care of it. You need to do more on this plane to be in grace, 
and Christ consciousness and to co-create with us. Be loyal to the divine feminine expression of you and your body. Receive her. You don't have to push her so hard. Be gentler with her. When you rest, she receives. When you exercise, connect to her graceful movements, strength, and endurance. Connect to how she is cleansing the space and opening up for you to release stagnant energy and negative energy. Stretch to keep all flexible, fluid. Be gentle even though it may be uncomfortable. Receive your body's message for nurturing yourself, another form of vulnerably receiving. She's your girl. Be her girl. The next message was this. You, and they also included we, you and we, us, have to slow down to pay attention and be present, as well as to integrate from the podcast. There's definitely new information to absorb, as well as old parts of self to remember, honor, and be present with now for what's happening in the new. The next message was this. Being still and quiet is vulnerable. Receive here in stillness and quiet. The final message on vulnerability was this. Remember, you are not by yourself. You have an entire legion to help. Ask. Techies are working. Finders are working. The next directive I was given was to explore and discover and ask for my heart's desire. I don't know about you, but for me, that's really tough. So I start where I usually start. I start by asking myself what's going on with me in my human experience. And once I clear that, then I can go deeper into what is my heart's desire in my soul experience. Here were the messages that came through for my heart's desire. Maybe some of them will land with you as well. In my human experience, my heart's desire is to love and be loved by my children in a connected way. To live in Steamboat again with my family, spending quality time with me there. To interview the Goo Goo Dolls for the podcast. To move forward with a lingering opportunity for our family. To release and heal remaining anger and resentment I have. To continue to love and accept myself more and more unconditionally. To receive feedback on the podcast so I can have more of a reciprocal relationship with it and with the audience. To let go of my resistance. To be more willing to engage in the self-discipline of time and effort to connect to the guides. To take better care of my physical body. When I went deeper with my soul... This was my soul's desire, to be vulnerable with the audience. Then the message came through from my guides. Then the message came through from my guides. We can only be vulnerable through relationships. My desire for interaction with the audience is so I can experience vulnerability with them and through them. Within my soul, I desire community to come into union to come into union with the audience in the community of soul seekers. My soul desires to grow my willingness to learn, to grow the podcast, 
my soul's heart desire is to travel to meet more people, to have each episode be uniquely different, to be impactful in positive ways, to keep learning, growing, expanding, and deepening, which is a new word that keeps showing up for me at a soul level, to keep having fun, being in the joy of all of this co-creation with my guides, with God, with myself, and with you, the audience, and with all the guests. My soul, too, wants to have this connection with the Goo Goo Dolls, so my soul desires to have the Goo Goo Dolls listen to the podcast and to find me. My soul, heart, desire is to garden more, where gardening is the metaphor to watch and experience the beauty of growth. My soul desires to better understand the message given to me by Max about what is soul finders. What even is that? I understand soul seekers is the discovery and continued awareness of our own souls in connection to God, source, spirit, universe, higher power, and the infinite possibilities of the what that could be for people to source what works for them. To be honest, soul finder sounds creepy to me, and I don't know what that means. Seeking means the continuation of the discovery. Finders means it's done, but I don't think the experience of being a soul is ever done. My guides told me to share this and that there will be more. Thank you for giving me this space and for listening so I can practice what I've been guided to do to be vulnerable and to explore my heart's desire. May you explore both of those for you as well on your soul-seeking journey, what it means to be vulnerable and to learn more about what is your heart's desire. May these messages bless you and thank you for listening and being a part of my soul-seeking journey. May the blessings be for me and for you. And so it is. Is your soul seeking more? Join the discussion on social media or on our blog on our website. You can find us on Facebook at Soul Seekers Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Soul Seekers Podcast. And our website is www.soulseekers-podcast podcast.com. If you enjoyed today's podcast, like us on social media and please share with other soul seekers. We will meet again at our next divine appointment. Until then, may today's discussion keep you inspired in your own soul seeking journey.